Okay, good morning. Today's class is the Lishma Yurak Milian Magadayan Manema, Rufur Shalema of Harav Shalom Ben Yamina, Harav Daniel Ben Sara, and the Shabbat Lush of Haleya, Mirtu Ben Chaya, and Rainaba Bahia. Rufur also success in Yashamayim, Bill Shabbat Rabaka, the Abel Shabbat, Emmet Bill Shabbat, Shabbat Bill Shabbat, Rainaba Kabatova Basha. It's funny how sometimes when I don't say the names, the people have a, a big, big difference. They're like, why didn't you say my name? So I figured, okay, I said your name a hundred times. So you'd be surprised when you don't say it, how, how things don't turn to exactly the same. So this is why there's a lot of merit of saying the names. Chana bat Chana Eden bat Gazela, and also this month is sponsored by you could tell Yehuda Morchai for success and a zivug. Uh, please, uh, August 24th, we're in Park East in Manhattan with Gary Newman for relationships, dating and relationships. It's going to be a really, really awesome class. And God willing, please share and rate the podcast. We have a really, really great concept today. Great, great concept today. We're going to talk about a book from Reb Pinson on Av, but we're not going to talk about the whole month. We're just going to talk about an aspect, and we're going to talk about how we can, a great example of this in how we can relate this, a great example to modern, to modern, modern science Adapted from John, Dr. John Gottsman on seven principles that make marriage works. And really this, this concept, what we're going to talk about today, is if we look at it Kabbalistically, this is, this is the concept of hod. Hod means to be able to, to, to be a good listener. We know an, an av, we, what we have to fix an av is listening. We have to be able to listen. We have to have, because remember, basis hatred is not listening to other people's opinion. Basis hatred is, I know what I'm doing. I, my facts are my facts. You don't know what you're doing. We don't understand each other. We're too busy judging each other instead of understanding each other. And all, all, all relationships basically break when we start judging and, and we stop understanding. And it's extremely important that we are able to get this because otherwise we, we have no relationships. And today there's definitely a crisis of relationships. In every area of our lives, there's a relationship between us and our Creator. There's a crisis between relationships with us and other people. Obviously, the first place where it starts is you and your Creator. This is why we spoke, speak so much about that the whole world is created for you, but it's not created about you. So this is where we really, really have to understand how, from my own experience, how important the, how to listen and what does it mean to listen. And obviously, it requires a lot of humility. So remember, you cannot listen to somebody if you're judging them. And we're going to talk about his four concepts and four antidotes that most relationships are breaking. Um, and you, you hear this all the time, anytime I'm lecturing, on, anytime I'm doing Shalom Bay, help with anybody else, or, or my own situation. It's definitely these, these are the four things that we're going to talk about. But first, let's talk about um, the practicality of this from Rabbi Pinson, and then we'll get onto this concept. And this is definitely a, it's something that has to be reviewed over and over again, um, because remember, we can understand these concepts, and, and we shouldn't be frustrated by, by not getting concepts right away. You know, when Rabbi Rush told me, read the Garden of Peace, I said, Rabbi, read it, read it already. No, did you read it and pray on it? No, Rabbi, I didn't read and pray on it. I just read it. Read it again, surrender to it, and then pray again. So it's, it's remember, we... we you could tell an addict, stop using it, it's destroying your life, but he still has those cravings. So it's, it's extremely different where we just read things. Remember, reading things, it's only in Chachma, it's only in knowledge. We really have to bring it down into Bina. Bina is understanding something, right? I really have to work on the understanding part, not just the knowledge part. 
because otherwise it doesn't change you. Deep listening is definitely the, the issue that we have to do now. We also listen, we also have to listen. And it's extremely important when your wife says, I'm fine. She's not fine. Do you understand? She's not fine. And, 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 and when we're not listening, when we're too stuck in our own selves, we're not, we're not seeing the clues that they're dropping. Women dr- drop clues. You know, they drop clues little by little. And we're not seeing them because we're not listening. And he says there's all kinds of listening. There's passive non-listening. There's one type of listening is, it's passive non-listening. This, which is physically hearing at the most fundamental level. Our ears are open, but we're apathetic and indifferent. We're not even listening to the, we're multitasking. We're doing our own, somebody's talking to you, you're multitasking, you're doing a bunch of things. That's passive non-listening. Active non-listening is deliberately ignoring the words spoken by others and actively rejecting information that we hear. Okay, that's, so that's the, th- these are the worst levels, obviously. So one is passive non-listening, like you're completely multitasking, you're not even there. Active non-listening, you're there, but you're, you're, you're sort of, you know, choosing what you want to hear or not. Pretending, that's another form of listening, we're pretending to listen, which is, it shows listening, but you're obviously rejecting um, and blocking what you're hearing. Again, this might be, you, you might, could pretend, but at the end of the day, you, you're, not, you're not there. Four is recording. <laughs> recording is listening, but obviously just accumulating information, just like a recorder, and, but nothing's going in. So you can see the first four, you're, you're there, but nothing's going in. And then five, projecting. Projecting is listening, is hearing what you want to hear rather than what the other person really wants to say. Information is received, you are actively listening, but the information is filtered through your own mental status or self-centered belief, right? You could see this in the media today. They want to, people want to hear what they want to hear, and, and what the media is showing you is just a lot of projection. You're a racist, you're this, you're that. It's their own projections. So they're hearing what they want to hear. Six is manipulating is deliberately and even maliciously hearing what you want to hear, where projecting is more passive. Manipulating is you're actively twisting, you're twisting what the person says. So you're manipulating their words. Seventh is real hearing, is listening without the static projection or manipulation characterized by above. The Arizal says that our wife is our mirror. So as, as extremely difficult that is to hear sometimes, and it, which is extremely difficult to swallow, I would say. It's not an easy pill to swallow. I read that chapter every time, and I said, wow, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. And you, you can't see that on a rational, you really have to go deep, deep inside, and, and you'll see there, it, there is a lot of truth to that. But what we're really doing sometimes is really just shooting the mirror. And... This is why it's extremely important that, you know, you, if, we, if we don't get the right advice from the right people, you know, one of the things that Rav Nachman always advises us is to scream out for the right advice. Because God forbid you get the wrong advice. You can get the wrong advice, you'll end up in, in, in a divorce in two minutes. And then it'll keep on happening over and over again. So it's extremely important to understand the advice also. What am I hearing from my wife's actions? That's, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? Is this a reflection? Is this something that I'm actually doing? Real hearing is, 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 is first stopping the not having any, not manipulating it, 
not projecting it, not pretending, not recording, but being there and really, really, really seeing what, what, what the speaker needs to be heard. You're having the humility to, to put yourself in their position. Eighth is empathetic listening, is, is being open to the whole person behind the story. So remember, when you're empathetic listening, you're dropping judgment. You're really understanding where the person's at and you have a big perspective. And you have a wide perspective, which is a result of humility. The person has humility. It's not about him. It's about us. How do we fix this? And that's the, all people tell you. You're not hearing me. You don't listen to me. He never listens to me. He never hears me. So that means we're not taking the step. We're not taking the moment. And remember, women have nine measure, ten measures of speech came to them. And nine of them went to them. So they need to communicate. So when, when, when we are too busy, or men are too busy, and men, oh, I, I don't have time, it's, that's going to signal, even if you don't have time, you better figure out how to make time. Because if that continues, then that's going to all of a sudden become resentment, 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 and then she'll listen, and guess what? She's not speaking to you, then she's speaking to somebody else. And you don't know what kind of advice that person's giving. So you're already putting yourself in a risk that, I can, she could, her best friend could be giving her the wrong advice. Next thing you know, I have two problems. But if I'm there at the right place, I can, she can listen, talk to me about it instead of having another person influence her. This is very similar to the snake. Adam was supposed to influence Eve. Instead, Eve was, influ, um, instead Eve influenced Adam and she listened to the snake. So whoever you're getting advice from today, is like he's, they're impregnating you. So you have to be very careful where you're getting your advice from. Because advice is like make, having relations. That, that person's thoughts goes into you, and if those thoughts are bad, and those thoughts are, they can actually affect you. And specifically, when we are in a very, very, very vulnerable state, and so we're not looking for the right advice, we get the wrong advice from people, we, we, our minds become full of poison. And then it's very hard to get rid of this. So this is extremely empowering to understand, to understand that. Another form of listening is empowering the listener, empowering the person. So you're listening and you're actually giving him the solution for himself. You're empowering him by listening him. You're telling him his words, you're repeating them, and you're actually empowering him by tap, letting him tap into his own answers. This is what therapists are, are, do normally. They empower the listener and they get the listener to understand the problem by themselves, so they feel great. Ten is unifying. Is, this is a, a mutual problem, right? This is a mutual problem, and this is where it's all about one. So you can see the completely the how it changes. It goes from manipulation to projection to active passive to actually empowering the person and bringing out the good points in them by by listening. Because if you're listening to the person, what you're doing is is you're bringing out their good points. And they're actually getting the solution themselves. Because remember, half of the problem in life is that we're not expressing things. So when we express, that itself is half the solution. Right? You let the other person find the solution by themselves. And usually you do that by let, letting them work on getting the fear behind the questions. So that's what you have to really work on. Um, this guy, Dr. John Gottman, he really came out with four, he says there's four things that really, really are breaking communication relationships. And, and this is extremely accurate. It is extremely accurate. And what this, is, this would be, would, would be what, what we do, remember, 90, 80 to 90% of communication is nonverbal. Rolling your eyes when you're talking, it says enough. 
a lot of the communication or stonewalling, I'm too busy to talk to you. These are things, unfortunately, these, these are nonverbal communications. And you have to, if you don't have communication and you don't build these, these, these tools, that means you have to do a lot of, a lot of, you know, sometimes we get stuck in trauma and we disassociate too much. And then that person wants to talk. And because you disassociate, that's your way of dealing with things, that person sees it completely different. So the four types are, number one is criticism. Right? We spoke about Rabbi Rush saying, you're not, you cannot criticize whatsoever. Extremely. Why? Because criticism attacks the character or the quest- or questions, the intentions of the other person. Right? Different between a complaint that focuses on the behavior. Criticism, you're attacking the person by saying, why can't you get this right? Are you, you know, why didn't you do this? Why do you always do this never? You're attacking the person, not the act. Criticism never works. Because you're attacking the individual. You're this, you're that. No, the act is that. You're not that. Criticism directly directs attention on the person, not the problem. The other person is meant to feel powerless, defensive, etc. What's the solution instead of what's the opposite of well, the solution instead of criticism? You make requests, right? Such as address the specific behavior without addressing the, the person, right? I know you meant well, but this is how the, your actions impl- in, impacted me. Going forward, I'd appreciate if you do this better. See the difference? The, act, the, 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 the behavior, not the person. Request signals you need, you, for example, tell them how much uh, it's a positive impact on you, but get out of the criticism mode. That is just remember, and this happens and I've said it before, you know, when Rav Nachman tells you that prayer changes your relationships, it does. Because if you don't have a form of letting out your own stuff, you're just, you're just giving it, to, you're just dumb. You're, it's called, all you're doing is displacing your energy on somebody else. So again, this, the criticism is a complete no-no. The second type of, of, of ego communication is defensiveness. Right? Defes- this defensiveness is when... When somebody talks to you and you're all of a sudden you throw you throw them the pro- all the problems with them, and that's something we all do. When some when our wives say we, we don't do this or husband say, all of a sudden you get defensive. Well, you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this. So you retaliate. So defensiveness is self projection, and retaliation to ward off a perceived attack, shifting the focus away from the problem and turning it into the other person. Basically, taking the gun and shooting it back at them. The problem isn't me, it's you. Why are you always nagging me, right? Well, no, you're not perfect either. That's a form of defensive. These are forms of defensiveness. What that does is it reinforces me versus you instead of us. And that's something that really, really, um, that's a very Scorpio thing. When Scorpios get attacked, boy, they get, you, you're gonna, they get attacked right back. And it's a problem. It's a big problem that they get very defensive. So if you're very... Se- if you're very emotional, you're a Cancer sign, you're a Scorpio. What, emotionally, they, they just go right back. They, they, they can't handle the... They're very sensitive to things, so they normally use defensiveness. So how, what's, the, what's, the, what's the antidote to this? Accept responsibility. Fully own the ways that you are contributing to the problem. Focus on your impact, not, not on your intentions. Or, the, or try to get back at them. For example, that was not what I was going for, but it still hurts. I'm sorry. 
right? This is my ball that I dropped, I'll take care of it. Except you made a mistake, I'll take care of it. You're right, I made a mistake, I take care of it. Remember, you can be in a, in a Shalom Bayid argument for eight minutes, or you can be there for eight hours. So if you're smart, we don't yell at the customer. Because the customer usually needs to be validated, and the customer says, always is usually always right. But you, when you yell at the customer, you lose a sale, and you lose your reputation. But at the end of the day, we have to think how to respond, not to react to these things. Again, why is, is defensiveness also? Because it, this focuses directly towards the problem and how, how practically to move towards the solution by owning one's part. You're getting into the solution. Defensiveness doesn't get into the solution. But defensiveness is just, you're just shooting, you know, you're shooting them for attacking you. The third, he's saying that the third one here is the worst and usually it causes the, it causes the most divorce. And that's contempt. Contempt is treating the other person with disrespect or ridicule them, thinking that they are less than you. This is very dangerous. Hitting them where it hurts. Eye rolling, sarcasm, name calling. You're disgusting. You're so stupid. What's wrong with you? What's, this, these kind of words. You're lazy. These kind of words really, really, really hit the nerve. The other person feels despised and worthless. Their shame increases and moves them to withdrawal instead of draw closer. Obviously, if somebody calls you that, you're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, let's make up. You're still dealing with, you know, a tremendous amount of hurt from that. So you have to record, and, and he's saying here, this is the single greatest predictor of a divorce. How, they, how a person speaks. Remember, your, your mouth can destroy or can change people's lives. What is the opposite? Identify, communicate what you value in the other. Even if you disagree, attempt to understand and validate the other person's experience and perspective. Such as, I haven't thought about it this way. Tell me more. What you're, really, what you're feeling makes sense, but I think we need to use this. When the other person feels that they are not worthy of honor and respect, they are more eager to draw when, when you're respecting the person, they're going to draw more closer and do it. At the end of the day, if you want something done, you, you, you kill people with kindness. But giving them, calling them names, contempting, eye-rolling, it's a no-no. It's a huge no-no. It's a huge no-no. And, and not only that, but it stays with the person. This is not something that just... They remember those names. They remember those names, and they, these names all of a sudden become triggered when you are having a, a, another fight. Oh, you're going to call me this again? I remember a friend of mine, he threw, he threw an orange at his wife. I told him, what are you, you're in the middle of Gaza? Well, who do you think you are? Uh, he never heard about that orange again. He never heard every, every fight. Oh, you're going to throw an orange again to me? He was, he was having nightmares of Tropicana in his head. All day long about the orange. All day long. Because again, you did it one time, got stored, even though the guy's a nice guy. But one time, he threw an orange. And he will never forget about that orange the rest of his life. So, one time you do it, you can't lose your anger, you can't lose your temper. So again, that is, forget the name calling. There's no room for it. It's contempt. Don't roll your eyes. Don't think you're better than everybody. Because I promise you, let me explain to you how it works in heaven. When you are 
when you are, God, first of all, sides with the persecuted, not the persecutor. You understand? He doesn't side with the person doing the damage. He sides with the person getting hurt. So when that person cries out, all of a sudden, your books are on the line. So you have to be very, very careful with these name calling. It's going to come back to you. These things come back to you. You have to understand how to treat people with respect. It's extremely important. The last one is stonewalling. What does stonewalling mean? Stonewalling means withdrawing from the interaction, shutting down or checking out. Habitually saying, I'm too busy to talk to you. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to this and to this. That's a form of stonewalling with one's spouse. So how? Less words, more action. Half listening, overworking, Netflix, etc. Being on your phone when the other person's talking to you. When the other person wants to talk to you. Basically, you put up a wall. You put up a phone. That's called stonewalling. So basically, what is, why is this such a problem? Because you're avoiding conflict. Avoiding conflict increases conflict. The other party feels invincible and unimportant, prompting them to yell louder. And like kids do, the kids want attention. They'll do other things to get your attention. Problems pile up and fester, setting the relationship with more attention. So what's the solution for this? Is Let's say you are overwhelmed that you can't talk about something. You should say, this topic is important to me and I need to be present, but I need, I need a 30-minute break so I can, I can be fully present at the time. I, I, I can't, I don't want to stonewall you, I want to be present. Softly telling the person you're flooded and you need a break, you need a break, just, just, to, just to calm down. Because again, people, there's times that people don't have the vessels to, to deal with arguments or, or to talk about complicated things. So this is why you're always supposed to ask a person, is this the right time? Is this a good time? Because if not, you'll get stonewalling. It'll be so, the person will put a, they, they won't be listening. And then at the end of the day, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Having important interactions when you're feeling overloaded in, in, is a, if you're, because if not, it's a lose lose situation. If you're there, you're not literally listening, just like this. You're, you're halfway passively listening, etc. So that, again, criticism, the opposite of criticism is make a request. The opposite of defensive, defensiveness is accept responsibility. The opposite of contempt is appreciation and respect. The opposite of stonewalling is self-soothe and re-engage. So I think we can all work on these things. It's something that I think we all have our habit of conflict resolutions. Um, I know mine is more defensiveness. Some of us have different things, but we all have this form of, of completely. And this, is, and this is all under when you, when you have these, you have more empathy, courage, compassion, and connection instead of stonewalling, contempt, defensiveness, and criticism. And this is, again, this is extremely important. Why? It, relationships, they don't, get, they don't fix themselves. You have to put time, you have to work on it, get every tool you can, and it's extremely important because if we don't educate ourselves, if we don't have that, all communication goes. And it's funny how we also, by the way, it's funny how this also happens to, to us and our Creator, right? What do you do? Hashem wants to talk to you because your problems, you don't talk. You stonewall Him. Too busy to talk. I'm too busy to pray God. Too busy, right? You criticize Him. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you always punishing me? Right? This, it seems this is also happening in heaven, right? Contempt means, oh, another problem. What are we doing? Another problem? another problem? We roll our eyes. Another headache? You're going to give me? So this is not just happening with your spouses. 
in our family, this is happening in heaven. And obviously, um, contempt, withdrawing, is not what we do? Withdrawing to avoid the interaction, shutting down. So these things, it's funny, defensive, all of these things, we also do in heaven. So what you do in heaven is a good chance you do it also with people. So that's another thing where we have to appreciate our Creator, respect the fact that maybe we don't have the right perspective. We have to re-engage with our Creator. We have to accept responsibility. And we have to make requests. Creator of the world, not why are you punishment. What can I do to change the situation? It's funny, the exact same things is what we do, unfortunately, when we get into these conflict resolutions in our lives. So may Hashem help us all that this is a month of, we'll do a whole class on, on Av next, uh, tomorrow. It's for Shkodesh Av. But this, start already focusing on listening more. Listening, stop, put yourself in the other person's position. Remember, this is the same time that we have to put ourselves in the, the fact that the, 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 the Shekhinah is, is the, the temple is destroyed. We, we're told right now that we have to put ourselves into Hashem's position, that Hashem's temple is destroyed. I have to feel His pain. So you could see right now, we have to feel His pain, that, he, that we're in exile. So that's part of this whole thing, is feeling another person's pain, not being comfortable, saying, I'm good, but you're not. Feeling, being, being understanding other people, understanding the Shekhinah in exile. And that's what we're mourning for. May Hashem help us all that we should all improve and have ego-free communications. Have a great day.